0: Welcome to another episode of My Hope Is Built On, with your hosts David and Dan Ziegler. A show about real people with real stories, answering the question, "What is your hope built on?" May this week's episode bring you some hope. Welcome back again to another episode of My Hope Is Built On, and we are here again with another amazing guest. you know it's sad because we don't keep up with people as much as we should, but you know, in this, in this, uh, social media world, I I can say at least have been paying attention to you, Devon, for quite some time, watching your Instagram and seeing everything that you've been doing. So I, I, it's not like I've lost sight of you. You're always on my mind. And, and just lately, um, you've been more on my mind, especially as you know, we've been putting this podcast together. And, uh, and so I wanted to reach out to you, but, uh, Everybody, Devon is somebody that we met um almost 10 years ago, actually. Probably a little oh, yeah. less, but almost 10 years ago, back when I was a uh, high school youth pastor and Devon came in and he was helping out with leading, uh, him and some other friends that were um leading as well. And it was just an amazing time. We all had together. We got a chance to meet Devon and get to know him really well. And then, as you know, life always does, you know, it takes us all on different paths and uh so seasonally, uh, Devon went on to, to some other things. And I think with that, Devon, I'm going to pass it on to you and just kind of let people tell a little bit more about where you're at and what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Um, like, uh, it's definitely good to hear from you guys. Um, as you already know, you guys have definitely been, um, y'all are a really great spot for me just in my journey meeting you guys in California. Um, and, um, it definitely, uh, from there, um, obviously after the internship, I believe it was like an internship yeah, kind of situation. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun, you know, being, um, being in the neighborhoods and, you know, um, <laughs> having those conversations and all the people we met, man, it was so much fun, so much fun. Um, and, um, no, that was super important because you know, what followed, um, after that, I literally went, um, into the world, literally, you know, I got to yeah. see the world. I had never I got a passport and I had to lead this, you know, this this dance crew and all this kind of stuff. I never thought my gifts would uh would open that type of door for me. But yeah, I remember I was trying to decide if I was gonna stay there and go to school yeah. and I was trying to figure all this stuff out. Um remember talking to Mark's dad and um and my parents actually at the same time and um they're like Devon, just go, you know. Yeah. And I was like, All right. I mean, my my parents is it, it was different to hear that from my parents just so confidently. I was like yeah. all right so you guys definitely were a great uh, a great catalyst you know for me to literally go see the world i saw like nine countries i was in wow. you know all these places like so yeah definitely opened my eyes to a whole you know a whole new new world no no uh not trying to make the aladdin joke yeah, i was
0: but... gonna say a whole new world
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no pun intended there yeah. but yeah it was, a, it was a pleasure meeting you guys for sure and, and you know what followed that was amazing so
0: yeah. that's awesome well, you know, um, a lot of people don't know, but we have dialogue before this, uh, that we start recording this show and, and, you mm-hmm. know, just our dialogue prior to this, uh, and getting on here, um, was amazing. So I did want to keep you talking because I wanted to capture your, your heart because I can see that you're already starting to go somewhere. So with, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> with that being said, uh, Devon, you know, um, when you think of hope, what, what would you say hope really means to you?
1: Man, um you know, as I said before, it's, it's a, it's a very loaded, uh, question, um, but to keep it simple, you know, um, for me, um, hope has always been in my faith and that's not because of anything I was taught. Um, I want to say it's not because there's anything that I was taught because there definitely were things that my parents taught me and seeds that they planted that, um, as I got into my more mature adult life, um, I was able to reflect on those things and draw from those things. Mm. Um, but the thing that made it so uh, potent was that my parents allowed me the, uh the journey to find, find things for myself. Right. Because um, that's what made my faith, my faith, per- my personal faith, my personal beliefs more solid. Um, and it's carried me through literally everything. Um, there's no circumstance or challenge or um, any of that stuff that I've not been able to lean on that. And um, in the relationship with my parents, as well. They're like my best friends, you know, yeah. which I never thought I would say growing up, you know, we didn't have the greatest relationship growing up. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I was in one of those families that you had, you know, you had the, the, the story you hear a lot of times these days where the father's not around and the stepfather comes in and we didn't have a great relationship. I did not like him <laughs> at all. Right, you know? right. And it's funny. Cause we've had that conversation, but you know, I love him now. He's literally like my best friend, you know? Um, and so because, I know that um, my faith and in, in in beliefs in the seeds that they planted are the things that kind of restored that and brought that to where it is and allowed them to literally help guide me through everything. Um, yeah. I can always call them. Um, I would definitely have to say at the root of that is, you know, my faith and my beliefs 100. Um, percent because I know when they, whenever they do, you know, uh, have to leave this planet, like I will be able to hold on to all those things and give those things, Beyond what resources I could give, a, you know, a child or a family. Right. So I would say those those things. Um, that's where my hope definitely is these days is just in in my faith and what that means, um, and and continuing going on that journey, trying to, um, express that to people without, um, you know, preaching at people, just having conversations and really, just walking with people, man, and you know, being there for people yeah. and connecting to people you know, through whatever medium that is, whether it's something like this or, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, I do music and, yeah. you know, so these things are really great to just have these conversations and, and see where people are at. But yeah, that's where my hope is right now, I would say hundred percent.
0: So then I guess you would say that if I was to ask you what your hope is built on, it would be in your faith.
1: Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent.
0: You know, you're, were, you were mentioning something and, and cause, and I want to, the reason I'm going to ask this question, you don't you let me know if it's a sensitive subject and you don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm game for anything.
0: All right. So, <laughs> uh, but you, you had said something about the disparity or at least the lack of connection you had with your father and your family, you know, now yeah. to be able to call him a best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think half the battle with, in going through life, is is understanding other people's point of views. Do you think you got there better because you were able to understand where your father was coming from, or were you just able to have better open dialogue and hmm. conversation?
1: To be honest, it's um, you know, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think experiences were a big part of that. Um, I had to like get away. Um and of course the way I was going about it was I was just like trying to find something. Like, I felt like I was always trying to find something. Right. Um, and I just didn't know what it was, you know? Um, and I kind of realized I was trying to find, I was trying to find myself, you know, I didn't sure. um, like when you have, when you're a kid and you go through these things um, and you're, you're actually dealing with abandonment, you're actually dealing with depression. You're actually dealing with a lot of these things that you don't know how to put a, uh, a title to. Right. You know, I didn't go to counseling or anything like that when I was a kid. And it's something my mom always tells me she wished she would have put me in. I'm like, no, do not like apologize for that. You didn't know what to do. You did what you knew to do. And even though it's such a, it's such a wild thing because it's like, even though those decisions did affect me to a degree, it's like, that's, that's how the, that's the world, you know, you can't, you're not going to make the perfect decisions all the time, even as a parent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think experiences are what taught me a lot, you know? Um, I would say that was the biggest part of it. Um, and fortunately through those experiences, um, I know there has to be a God because I'm like, a lot of the experiences I went through the perspective I was able to gain (laughs) like, um, is like wisdom way beyond me, you know? Mm -hmm and I can never, I can't even take credit for it. Like a lot of the conversations I have with people they're like Devon, I don't know. They're like, man, how, like, how are you so smart? What I'm like, I'm trust me. I don't consider myself quote unquote smart at all. It's just, it's amazing to me. It amazes me every day. How I was able to go from literally disliking 100%. Um, you know, the, the man that kind of stepped in to fill that father space Yeah. Um, to him literally being my best friend. I talked to him almost weekly. You know, I talked to my mom almost weekly, you know, Um, and they grew, they grew with me too. And I think that's so important because a lot of parents kind of stay like, especially parents that are raised a certain way within, you know, within a certain uh, belief system or whatever, they don't really, they kind of like stay there because their parents taught it to them. So they just kind of stay there and they don't really kind of expand beyond that. And my parents did. Yeah. Um, they definitely stayed true to who they are and their core beliefs, which is important, but there's a lot of things that, um, I had to grow up and unlearn you know,
0: yeah, to to get
1: back to the truth, the actual like truth of things. And, but yeah, experiences definitely are what led me to experiences. And then again, my faith, um, even though I didn't make, and the crazy part is I didn't always make the right decisions, you know, and I would, and I would never say I did. And to this day, I would never say I do, you know? Um, but there's something about, and I know you've had, you've walked this walk. So, you know, there's something about like, um, when you're, when you've kind of been like hand, you can almost, you almost feel picked or like you've been, you just kind of know. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I've always been able to come back to that knowing.
0: Mm, yeah. That's good. That's really good. Devon. You know, it, it was funny as you were talking, do you, when you, um well, after you kind of left home to kind of go figure things mm-hmm. out for yourself, were you at a good place faith wise or was there a struggle there? I mean, so your hope, had to have been a little bit different in that, in that,
1: in that headspace. Yeah. So when I originally left home, no, actually it was a fight. Me and my dad got in a fight and he actually didn't kick me out, but I was like, so mad. I tried to like make it seem that way. Yeah. But he didn't kick, he didn't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I ended up leaving the house and um, going like staying in this apartment with a friend of mine. And that was, um, wow. I didn't, even, I didn't even look far from them either. It was like right up the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny to think about. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'll show you, I guess. Exactly. But, um, so I go up the street and I think I was at the time, I want to say I was maybe like 20 or something like that, because I um, I tried to go into the air force and I ended up getting some medical stuff that ended up happening in like my fourth week of basic. I was in medical for a while and I came back. So I was, g- I had been gone for like six months, but I was back to square one. Um, it was like, an, a, um, which was really, for me, it kind of sucks. I was like, I was trying to get away from my parents and they were actually proud that I was going to the air force. And I was just yeah, like trying yeah. to get away from, I was really actually trying to get away from them. <laughs> but um <laughs> like i remember yeah. on my little dream sheet i was trying to go to spain like i was trying to get out of here That's you know funny. as far away as i could so but yeah i ended up back in square one you know um of course being like that uh that super like angsty like 20 year old and thinking i you know whatever i thought and i uh, mean him not having a good relationship we just butted heads on certain things um and i didn't even understand my emotions which is crazy like i try to tell people all the time like a lot of this stuff you have to that's why parents are so important. Cause there's so many things that I didn't even understand how to address like emotionally or I didn't, I couldn't even talk about them. Like I could not talk about my emotions effectively at all. So um, yeah, I moved, I, I was not in a good place when I moved out of there um, faith wise. Um, and you know, what's funny before I actually came uh, LA was the next place I went.
0: Okay. Believe, believe it or not.
1: Yeah. LA was actually the next place I went. I I was on, on my bed. I remember, I'll never forget. I was sitting on my bed and um I actually said a prayer. <laughs> I was sitting on the edge of my bed and I just was just like rough. And I was just like, you know, this is my prayer. And this is why people, man, I, we'll get we'll probably get into that at some point, but <laughs> I, I literally sat and this was my prayer. I kid you not. Like, Cause I had a Bible that was like next to my bed that I didn't really read a lot, mm. but um, it was just always there. And I remember, I think honestly, it was like Genesis 50, 20, I could be wrong, but um like it stuck with me for some reason um, when i read it one time but anyways i remember sitting on the edge of my bed and i was just like i don't know what i'm doing mm. that's all i said i was yeah. just like god god like i don't know what i'm doing and um if, if you know then like like help me that's all i said is like, help me i don't i don't know what i'm doing and um you know i shed some tears and i was just like i don't know what i'm doing yeah why my tears and went to sleep you know what i mean and then um ironically my grandmother happened to have like all this money set aside. I'm like her favorite grandson mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, uh, she happened to have all this money like set aside and um, I hit her up about, about the dream center actually and I was like I just want to kind of go see what this is I need to figure something out and um, yeah she was like well I'll just wire you the money then and I was like what so <laughs> I was like, yeah, why are you the money man she, money then and what she said to me was pretty key she said, promise me you'll never give like, you just won't give up. Like, you won't quit, is what right. she told me. And I was like, of course, of course I won't quit, you know. And it's crazy because I, I didn't realize what that meant in its totality. So, like, sitting here now, I'm 32. Sitting here now, remembering what she said means a lot more than it meant in that moment. Because in that yeah. moment, you're thinking, okay, don't give up on this program or whatever, you know, that I'm in or whatever. Right, right. But then even after that program, it's like, you know um, there's like a path kind of set for me, you know, through Mark, boom, to these people. And then to those people, it was like this path to this, boom, you know, um, stuff that I could never have orchestrated or organized, or even, um, you know, remotely put together, you know? Right. So, um, I think, you know, that's, that's what happened. I just literally, that was my, that was the prayer. I said, it was nothing fancy at all.
0: Sure. It's it's cool though, because prayers don't have to be complicated, right? And no, and no. And, and and you want to know what the cool thing is? It, at least that I've learned over the course of my life is it. It was a place of um, where you were basically at total surrender, because yeah. you say, "In and of myself, I can't do this." So God, yeah. I need to trust you, and that's what you yeah. did. And you know what he did? He showed you how to, because he later um, he paved the way for you to transition to another the right. next season of your life. Yeah. Um, which is really amazing, honestly. Now, the, so what people don't know is, we were talking about this earlier. I know that you've had some struggles over the, your um, with your faith walk in terms of the church and things like that. And a lot of people mm-hmm. place their hope in church, right? And, yes, they do,
1: or, or people. <laughs>
0: yeah. And um, you know, one of the things I've I'm a firm believer. My hope isn't in church because church is full of broken people. So um, absolutely, you know, and um, I'm one of them. And yeah, uh, so you know, so that's why I need to have my hope in Jesus, but, um, mm-hmm. y- you've actually gone through some really different experiences, if you will. I mean, and the dream center being probably, probably one of the more dramatic experiences I would think in, mm-hmm. in, in some respects.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, um, you know, I went there, um, and I was still very much like a to my, I've always been like a, to myself kind of guy. And you guys know that, like, I was still kind of like to myself, but yeah. like I trusted you guys. So it was different, you know? um but I I mean even when you probably met me I kind of was like you know I was kind of like in my own lane kind of I've always (laughs) been I've always and I've always been like that I'm like to this day I'm still like that in in a lot of ways but um so yeah when I went there uh this is a whole that's a very new experience and the fact that like I'm in California somewhere I always like dreamed of going first of all I just always wanted to go to California and then um on top of that you know I'm going into this um it's a group, all this group of young people that are just trying to figure it out. Some that have obviously already come from certain backgrounds and know what they're doing. Like, and I was just kind of like, a, I have a genuine understanding of like what my faith is, but you know, I'm just trying to figure it out at this point. Um, I just still didn't even know how to talk about my emotions and still didn't even know who I really was, you know, right, to be honest. Right. So, um, but I will say that like, just in my life, I've always had this, uh, and I used to run from this, but I used to always have like just this leader kind of, aura if you will and i didn't like i used to not like it because i would be i would just try to chill like i was like i don't want yeah, to <laughs> i just want to i just want to chill i'm not yeah. trying to be <laughs> any of this stuff yeah. you know um but you know um and you guys have probably had these experiences in your life where it, something is always kind of like, ends up pushing you into these certain like positions and you're like dude don't look over here you're like i'm not i'm chilling like but it just kind of <laughs> it just kind of happens that way so the dream scene was very much like that um yeah. I remember when I moved there, actually, I gave away all my, like, uh, sneakers. I was dancing before that. I gave away, like, all my sneakers, which I kind of think back to, like, man, I could have made a lot of money Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I
0: was
1: like, man. Um, But, yeah, I I gave away all these sneakers, and um, I also had kind of said to God, like, I'm not going to really worry about these, because I was doing music really heavy before that, before I said that prayer and everything. (laughs) I was actually a managed artist and everything at that time, and I was just like, you know, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to figure this out so i like moved all this stuff to the side so i go there um and then naturally like at some point i someone saw me like the answer they knew i could or they saw me like do me, me rap or whatever they knew i could or and um people just kind of like draw that stuff and withdraw to me and i didn't really It was like okay but <laughs> like i just wasn't like trying to you know but it kind of just happened that way you know and so um so of course you know you you and there's a guy there, and I, th- I think he just left there, but his name was Sean. He was, like, the, I guess, the assistant to the director there. Right. Made him really connect. He's almost, he's literally, like, a spitting image of Kobe. If, if you think of, if Kobe Bryant was still here, you know, he's literally Kobe Bryant's really? crazy. How like, funny. Fr- from how he talks and everything, it's crazy. Super inspirational all the time when he talks, and just, like, is always in that headspace and super creative guy. So, and uh, but he did a lot of the video stuff, and, you know, so we make these really epic, like, videos and all this kind of stuff. is super yeah. cool but me and him got really close. And, um, I remember at the time I was just, one of the rules within this, uh, program was you couldn't date, you know, you couldn't date. Um, and, uh, they would like put you on like restriction or whatever, if you like, you know, text you know, certain things or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, um, I remember, um, um, I remember just kind of going through some stuff there and like my first, so my, the first year there, I, I, went to like the leadership and I was like, Hey, like I ended up kissing this girl. Right. And I told him, so I was like, yeah, I just felt like super bad about it. And I went and told him I kissed this girl or whatever. Right. And they were like, well, in that year specifically was like this apparently one of like the wildest years ever, uh, from, of of this program. So all these people, you know, were wild and or whatever. Um, and I guess I was just the guy that like, they kind of had to make an example out of, I guess, cause in the same meeting that they said, that I was going to have to go. They also invited me back, which they had never done. Right. Um, I was like this anomaly in that respect, which was weird. Cause I was like, I just told y'all I kissed this girl and I'm getting, you know, it was weird. It was interesting. Cause I was like, <laughs> I feel like much, I feel like much worse has happened around me. Right. Yeah. So I go, I'm home for a couple months. and I come back and I actually came back and that was Mark's class. Okay. Yeah. Uh- that was Mark's class. And um, so I went through about like halfway through and I was pretty solid. And then I remember, um, it was like around the January, February time, um, I went back and talked to leadership and they were thinking about, um, moving me up to being a second year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which was super cool to me. I was like, that's really cool. Um, that they even, they thought of me in that light. They really held me in high regard, which is cool. Um, and obviously like you kind of start finding your identity and this is, <clears throat> this is super key what you said, you kind of start finding your identity in those things when you're like younger and you don't really understand the difference between like these titles. You almost look at these. That's why even like the title of like Christian or the title of pastor. It's like these are, these are titles at the end of the day. And yeah. if they are not authentic to who you are or whatever, then it, you're finding your identity in these things versus what you're actually supposed to be.
0: Right. Right. going
1: after and so at this time i'm finding i'm honestly finding identity in these things because i'm just like wow like all these you know the, the leaders specifically they think highly of me they're you know and it, it kind of made me want to be it made me want to be like more transparent because i was not a very transparent kid i just didn't really trust like that yeah but then obviously i'm bringing me back and like i remember standing in the back of the room and when i was i walked in a little late to the first session i was in the back of the room i'll never forget this i was sitting in the back of the room and uh, uh, the director is like, oh, Devon's here. Mm-hmm. And everybody. And, and imagine like I'm at the back of this room. It's like one of those old school, like uh, cathedral type of buildings. They hadn't remodeled it yet. So rows of chairs, all these kids are sitting. I'm in the back, like the back trying to be as <laughs> low key as you know possible. I'm in the back of the back. And he announces I'm in there. They all turn around, like all of them or just turn around and like looking and I'm like, yeah, that's not what I, you know? And I think like, because of like these little things, people kind of held me at this, in this pedestal. And I was close to Sean and I was always hanging out with Sean and like, you know, we would go, you know, and stuff like that. These little things that, you know, it happens in churches like who you're associated with or whatever it can bring a certain, you know, and that's just kind of what happened. So ultimately I'm brought back the second time. So I end up, um, the, so when this, another, this is when they introduced two classes. So they brought another class in while we were starting is the first time they had done it. And there's it like a February ish time or something like that. And there was this girl there that mm. I and I purposely had not paid. I was like, so stone cold, like to the point where girls probably hated me. I was just so like, don't talk to me like. Yeah. I was like almost so sarcastic to the point where they would not want to talk to me. So, and I, it was like, it was almost like a defense mechanism. I'm not even kidding. Like it was such a defense mechanism, but I didn't know how else to like, I just didn't know. was And so um, I go there and I'm really like on my job and everything like that. And um, another one of the guys there at the time, um, he wasn't necessarily in the program I was in, but he was there and we were really good friends. And um, he started hanging out with this group and I, I would hang out with him. And you always had to be like uneven numbers so it was like it was me and him and like these three girls so we'd always hang out and um like dance and stuff like that there's this one girl that i ended up like taking a liking to um but like everybody was there's a couple of girls that came in everybody like liked them and all this kind of yeah, stuff yeah, right? yeah. and I, I was minding my business at first and then this one particular girl like we kind of ended up having a connection and um and i kind of like hated that because i was like um i don't i just feel like it's gonna be all bad for me you know but And it ended up being all bad. And so some stuff (laughs) happened between myself and her. And then, um, this time I just didn't say anything. I didn't know what to really do in that situation. And like Sean was the closest person to me. I don't really know how to like even start that conversation. These are not conversations I was used to having and used to trusting people with, um, especially in that setting. So I just kind of kept it to myself. And then at some point, um, it just got around and all this kind of stuff happened, and got really dramatic. And, um, you know sean was super hurt because you know um we just had such a close relationship and he he felt like i would should be able to trust him with that and i was like well it has nothing to do with you and i promise like it didn't like you know and i'm um, even the directors the directors uh, and the director's wife specifically was so she loved me so much and was so close to me so she um she even like when when i end up having to go like she even was like i wish she would just want to talk to me you know and right, i was just, like right. i didn't i don't i don't i don't do this thing i don't you know type of thing and so yeah. a lot of people when they found this information now even though a lot of these people had been doing some wild stuff just like did not talk to me to like turned on me it was crazy wild. Wow. Wa- it was wild yeah and i at the time it felt like it felt like abandonment hmm. and that's not to say i didn't do anything like against the rules because i did but it's like to be abandoned for that or feel abandoned for that by people that literally literally were just super excited to hang out with you yeah, yeah you know i'd be in my room people like yo come hang out." i was like i'm trying to chill and, you know it was just like these people just immediately turned you know and there's only a couple people that i remember that i'll never forget actually that were really there for me this time um yeah like all these people turned to me i remember being in my, i remember like taking all the like the sick time you could take like a week straight right i was in my and i just stayed in my room like i barely left my room
0: mm.
1: i was so depressed and just felt really defeated and like, um, just overwhelmed. And I, and I wasn't like, it wasn't like that. I mean, obviously I made the decision I made, so I wasn't so much even mad about that. It was just like, no one wants to like deal with me right right off of this. Like, that's crazy, you know? And, uh, yeah, so that's where I was at. And then I literally, you know, so I have to obviously leave this program. I don't have like a bunch of friends or I don't know where to go, but fortunately, um, a friend from the previous class, um, that i also never forget. It was like, Hey, come, you know, stay with me. And I, I stayed uh, down in, um, how oh, the name of the beach? It's a beach down there. I can't remember the name. Oh, maybe it'll come to me later, but, um, uh, new, Newport, he yeah. stayed close to Newport. Yeah. And, um, so I went down there, stayed with him a little bit and then Mark actually, um, reached out to me about the internship. And so I, that's when I, you know, applied for that and everything. And then, um, yeah, so Mark was the one. Wow. There was other, there was others too, but like not in the way that Mark was.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah. get it. I so
1: get it. yeah. You and Mark. Oh yeah. We we don't talk like as much as we did, but we definitely keep in touch. Um, and I was supposed to be moving to Texas, rather close to him, and we were keeping in more touch. But obviously, I'm not right now. So, yeah. Mark is always. I'll, Mark will be in my wedding for sure. <laughs> he just he was very very pivotal.
0: Sure.
1: Um, I mean, you guys got to come too. You know. <laughs> mark was very pivotal in my life so awesome, he was like he was a very much a bridge at that time like that i that i didn't know i needed you know yeah. um i didn't think i didn't think leaving there i had much going forward you know i was just like i don't know i guess i felt at this whole like be good thing i don't know you know so sure. i was just like i didn't know i didn't know what to really do next so him um kind of stepping in was like literally a bridge to everything else that happened no joke he was literally the guy <laughs> that made yeah. that happen yeah it's crazy
0: did during that time when that uh when they started <clears throat> doing the things uh, you know the disciplinary actions and whatever yeah. thinking and all that stuff did mm. you um did you resort to anger or did you were you did you have some did you feel you know like hey I, you had some hope there and you, you just knew that you know what I mean
1: um i I don't think I resorted to anger um i think i knew i made the decision i made so I, i've always I've, i will say this like for the most part um whenever I, if i've ever made a decision i've always like been able to like live with it myself yeah. like understanding that i made it uh, even if it didn't feel great um so i think like that part of me was like you know i get it you know yeah um i think the part that was hard for me was that a lot of people that also were would break rules that weren't maybe not as bad but some as bad yeah and different things like that were also not associating with me um it was weird to me and I was like that's not that's fake and I think that was the first time I was like that's fake like that's not you know and I kind of like was like hmm like that's actually not wow you know it is and it kind of hit me like I said that's kind of where I had this because I you go in this bubble right and you quite literally and you're like this yeah. is what it is yeah. yeah. And then you experience something like that, you know, like maybe, maybe like there's some things I missed. And I think that was when it kind of hit me that like, okay, this quote unquote, like Christian thing is not how people say it is.
0: Yeah.
1: But I didn't have my thoughts together yet. At that time, I didn't, I hadn't experienced enough um, to really be able to articulate what was going on Yeah. In a way, in a way that was like progressive. Um, cause I feel like at that time had, I, I would have definitely challenged some things at that time because right. there were some, there were some people that even disagreed, um, with the, with some of the disciplinary stuff that they would do. And they ended up leaving because they, they just were like, no, nah, not about it. And they end up, those guys end up leaving. And one of them was actually a really good friend of mine in the class mm-hmm. previous, he was actually one of the leaders, him and his wife were supposed to be. And they both ended up like leaving because there's, mm, nah, you know, and so it was interesting like to see these things unfold. Um, and then obviously be the center of something like that because it it literally felt like that you like you're on a pedestal one day minute you do this thing and then everybody's like oh you're you're done and it's like well I never I never asked to be up here though like (laughs) you know so it was interesting it was very interesting but it taught me a lot and I I think I needed it everything I feel like I went through even though I could have made different decisions they've taught me so much about yeah the the genuine authenticity of things
0: yeah no i get that you know and and the only reason i probe is because you know before our conversation too you kind of mentioned how this journey has taken you really to discover kind of like authenticity in the church itself what does that real look like and obviously this was probably a real pivotal point too for you because listen you're not the only one that has ever been shunned Mm -hmm. you know and And it's funny how we become the self-righteous and can all of a sudden lay down edicts. And yet, like I said before already, we're all sinners, right? And we've all been saved by that same grace. So where is our extension of that when our brother falls, right? Right. Our sister falls. It's not, you know, and so I think that's, it's always been a challenge, you know, because I've, I've been in similar situations and, and I know, and it's hurtful because again, that's where you're thinking the ones that should have been there for you are now nowhere to be found. It's like, it's ghost town, you know, and it's right. And it's right. Like, oh, okay. And yeah. so, yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. You, but if you were to, you know, because I honestly believe that a lot of people have engaged church at some point in their life, Mm -hmm. More people, especially in America, more people have engaged in some form of church in their life. And it's because of a bad taste or an experience, similar to what you've had, has Mm -hmm. redirected them to kind of go a different direction, you know. And so there Mm -hmm. may be this, yeah, I still believe in God and I still believe he exists. But if that's what it's all about, I don't want to be a part of it, you know. Right. And
1: so... Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's just a lack of maturity. Okay. At the same time, at the same time, at the same time, um, being mindful of like where these people are at, right? Fortunately for me, prior to me getting to that point, yeah. there was something in me. There was something in me that just knew God was real. Like I knew. Yeah. Like I just had certain experiences where I was like, He has to be like real. Like he just has <laughs> yeah. to be. There's, there's no way I would even be here, type of thing. You know, um, my life was just too like it, was just, it just didn't make sense. There's no way I made sense of that. So I, for me, I had this, like, nothing else is as like true as this, right? as genuine as this as authentic as this. And ironically, that's what's kind of pushed me through my entire like life was like looking for what was genuine and what was authentic, even in right. myself, right. Even right. in myself, you know, cause we easily can, you know, put this, uh, you know, this not authentic version of ourselves out to people. Right. Um, cause we don't know what that really looks like. And I think, um, I think so I think part of it is maturity. Um and then part of it is on part of it is on us. Uh or I guess those that believe or those that call themselves Christians or whatever they may label themselves. I think it is kind of on us in a sense too, because you know, um, even like Gandhi said, you know, something about you know believers not looking like who they followed. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. Gandhi said that, you know. And, um, that's, this is an outsider, you know, as far as our belief system. Right. Um, So, um, I think it goes back to, you know, it's funny how like some of these scriptures that we, you know, read all the time or that we say all the time, like the understanding of these or the way people present them is interesting. Right. Um, there's a scripture about a friend sticking closer than a brother. And, um, a lot of my friends were not that stuck closer than a brother were not believers. And Mm -hmm. when I really like grasped, I was like, Oh, so the prerequisite here for a friend is not that they um, are a pastor or this or that, or it's that they stick closer than a brother. Yeah. And notice it says closer than a brother. Yeah. So your blood (laughs) brother or someone that says they are your brother may not even be as close as your friend, Yeah. your actual friend. And Mm -hmm. so, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When that hit me, I was like, wow, yeah, I know what a friend is now. Yeah. And that is why, you know, when people say like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future type of thing or anything like that. It's such a true statement because literally, even when you were saying like the moments you went through where you're like, I would, the people I would think would reach out to me because of maybe the experiences we had, the conversations we've had or whatever the case may be it's not always the case. And your friend actually ends up being like this guy you never, or you guys maybe had a relationship with, but they're like, you know what, despite all of that, like, let's figure it out, man. Like or talk to me or you can, you know,
0: right? Or whoever
1: it may, whoever it may be, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and I think we have a lot of that, like misconstrued, but I do think to go back to your question or your, or your thought, um, I think part of it is immaturity because if you, and it's kind of the way that we teach it. We've we've also we've taught it a lot of the ways that like obviously having someone to walk with you is good. Um having someone to talk to is good 100 percent I don't disagree with any of that. Um as far as like discipleship or just having a friend or someone that you can walk alongside with. But I think we've made it about the title. We've made it a, a lot about the title. So a lot of these people when they get hurt or they deal with somebody that's not the best uh, maybe reflection or they don't have the best interaction with them they judge what everything is off of what they are or what they yeah. did yeah. or what they say, or, Oh, it's clicky or they're gossiping or whatever it may be. Mm. They ju- they take that and they're like, Oh, that's a snapshot for them. And that's all they need. Cause all they need, yeah, I think all they need is like a reason not to do something. Yeah. And once you give them that, it's like, because a lot of times we, we teach it, we don't teach it like, Hey, just so you know, coming into this doesn't mean everything's going to be rainbows or anything like that. And it also doesn't mean, that you're going to the people around you are going to be like these perfect people either. Yeah. So just keep in mind that if this is not like real to you, then you'll walk away from it. And I think we don't tell people that we don't, we're not straight up about that. We kind of make it flowery. You're like, yeah, you'll come in there. going to be great. And like this is this, mad. And I'm not saying that there aren't great. Cause there, there is definitely something that comes with walking that path for sure. Yeah. But there's no promise of things being easy. Yep. There are promise. There are promises, great promises, but if we look at actually who we actually are saying we're looking to follow or be like, it was not easy for, for him in any way, yeah. shape, or form. No. And um, he endured a lot of that so that it is actually kind of easier for us. Exactly. All his disciples died except one, and he got boiled in oil and didn't die. So we have it easy, at least in America, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but a lot of people walk away just because somebody offends them. So think about that. Think about how like how thin we have allowed people's skin to be, and that doesn't mean that like emotions and like these different things are not important. Right. Yeah. There's like no discipline to them almost to where it's like somebody gets mad, they're done, or if somebody gets offended, they're done, or you know, and it, that that's unfortunate. But I think that has that is partially our fault, um, or those that or those that teach, I should say.
0: Yeah. No, I get it.
1: It's partially their fault, but then it does also. I would say it leans a little more. It's like sixty forty. Their fault because the person that's walking away probably is basing their what you said earlier, basing what they believe or basing their their their, their zeal towards it or whatever off of someone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or the or the church specifically and how it looks. maybe.
0: No, I get it. So so Devon, you you've said a lot of things. We've had a good good talk right now, and uh, just kind of winding it down. I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you one thought. Um, and I don't normally ask this question, um, but there's some people that are going to be listening to this podcast today and they're struggling to find hope. How would you tell them how to find hope?
1: This is a, this is a good question because I've definitely changed how I present this to a lot of people, um, over the years. Um, the politically correct answer would be to, you know, to say, you know, just go find Jesus, go find him, you know?
0: Hmm.
1: That would be the politically correct answer. And that's not to say, and I don't say that in a way that is uh, in any way meaning to sound disrespectful or slighting anything because these are the things I believe. Right. But what I would say is for people that are um, struggling to find hope, man, that's a such a deep question. Um, I would say to start in the mirror first. I think starting in the mirror is... The hardest place to start,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because we when we present things like Jesus, we present like everything's just going to be okay, and there are people that still struggle with depression and stuff like that after they accept, you know, accept exactly. Jesus or believe in Jesus. Um, so I would say, if people that are looking for hope or trying to find what that looks like, is it, it goes very much beyond a feeling to find hope. Um, but I would start in the mirror and really asking yourself the hard, asking yourself hard questions, you know, um, why you feel hopeless, what that's attached to. Right. Honestly, honestly, if you're not able to do that on your own, find, find someone that can link you to a therapist that you trust.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, We should definitely not go away from that. Uh, Yeah. And these, in these days, especially human interaction is becoming, just like null and void in almost every way. Right. Um, So so even being able to sit down with someone and that can hold the mirror up to you without judgment is super key. Um, that's where I would start. Honestly, if you're not, if you're not comfortable enough to sit in front of the mirror yourself or sit down with a notebook and write down like why you're, um, why you're hopeless you know why you're angry or, or what these things are attached to and you're able to really like you know get within your mind and you know pin- pinpoint these things i would definitely say find the resources connect with someone that you may know search the internet we're in the information age <laughs> but find but find um a therapist because there's i know there's a lot of like free therapy and free things available too out there are not too expensive things so it's like Definitely find that, so where someone can hold the mirror, or even if you have a, if even if you have a friend that friend that you trust on that level, or someone that you trust on that level, that may not be a therapist, but that right. you can say things, say these things in a safe space, to where they won't judge you, but they'll they'll definitely try to help you unpack that, you know, and and, and hold you accountable in certain ways right. if that's what you want as well. But I would say start there because um, people don't always want accountability right away. People are just trying to, they want to be safe. They want to know that they can kind of go on this journey of figuring out why they are the way they are. Right. Um, and then, you know, as time progresses, they are able to be more comfortable and find the strength and say, Hey, you know, I, I really want to do better at this. Can you, or can you, or can you, and I think for some people that journey is a long, you know, of just unpacking all those things. Some people get into their thirties, forties, fifties, and have not even touched on a lot of this stuff. So I would say, start there, start with the mirror, but if you can't hold that mirror up yourself confidently, to to you know sit down and write down and figure out these things and definitely find someone that's close to you that you trust or if not if there's no anyone closer enough to you that you trust try to find a therapist that's outside of that outside of your immediate people that you know so you don't know them they have nothing to hold against you or any reason to you know make you feel less but they just want to help you get to the root of your problem so therapy for sure okay. I would 100 percent recommend. Yeah no. and then then you can then you can Really, I think, wholeheartedly find something like Jesus for yourself. That's what I believe. I'm not going to tell people what to believe. I'm not going to tell people where to go. Um, But after that work is done, I would definitely say, I would say study Jesus. Just study Jesus, the person. Study Jesus. (laughs) Just study that. Um, Don't worry about the people associated with it. None of that study that yeah find someone that can guide you there um but start with yourself first because i think we kind of we try to slap jesus as a band-aid on stuff and that's not i don't think that's never been the intent it's supposed to be like deep work there so that's what i would say man it may may not be the most scholarly answer but hey (laughs) that's what i would say
0: no, no, it sounds good, man, and I really appreciate you taking the time to be this, Devon. I definitely, as I'm sitting here talking about it and thinking what we were just talking about, I said, man, we can do another podcast just on church. Uh, so, yeah. oh,
1: for real, man. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always willing to talk to you guys. You guys are great. You've been great. Having these conversations um, is necessary and needed. Yep. Um, and it's the things I think that are going to help just heal things. I think that's important at this point. Uh, So many people even out there now are like looking for healing. A lot of people, they don't even know what they're dealing with half the time. That's why therapy has become so big and mental health has become so big. Why do you think these things are like so prevalent and people are actually going away from church? Yeah. You know? Um, And I think we need to figure that out why that is, instead of just blaming it on they're, they're not, they're not good enough. (laughs) 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 You know, it's not, it's not it.
0: It's crazy. Well, Devon, uh, thanks so much. Hey, it, listen, is your music, you're still pursuing that. Is there somewhere, if somebody wanted to hear some of your music, they could find it.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. So we actually just, so then uh, I started a do with my, with my friend, a friend of mine, his name's Spencer Bulio. Um, and our, our group name is nobody. Uh, we actually just released our first song on Spotify. We have a whole bunch of songs ready, but that's the only release on Spotify. Okay. Nice. Um so um people could go check that out um i guess link wise um the instagram if you want to go to the instagram on everybody that's everybody's thing um is a uh, nobody so knw.bdy or no i lied knwbdy.jpg um so like J we're going to be a little old school with that uh, so .jpg funny um so that's the instagram and then we have like the link tree that connects everyone if you want to go to spotify you can just go to spotify and search k-n-w-b-d-y um and it will come up um we literally just made the profile it's fresh brand new but uh yeah people can listen to it share it music's very conversational you'll be able to hear it pretty good pretty good vibe yeah
0: well, what I'll do is too, is uh, after all of this, I'll have you send me some stuff and then I'll post it on the link with this too. So it'll be in the oh, yeah. this show. So if anybody needs it, awesome. can find it. And but
1: I'm again- always wanting to talk to people too. Like if okay. you just want to talk and have a conversation and you do find me on Instagram or anything like that, I'll talk to you. Like okay. <laughs> I'm not above just talking to you, man. Like no, no, I know people great. out here just trying to talk to people. So I'm definitely going to just talk.
0: All right, man. Well, you'd you be blessed and you take care. All right.